Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Create Clarity with Charity Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest with us, Paul Kirch, the CEO of Celiance, also the owner and uh, creator of Boss Academy Radio. That was ranked number 10. Yeah, it was a top 10 business podcast. Top 10 business podcast. He's amazing. He also owns paulkirsch.com. He's doing some amazing things um, in, in the business entrepreneurship field. He's here to share some knowledge with us and um, fill us in on what he's been working on. Hi, Paul. Hey, Charity. Great to see you. Good to see you too. I am so happy you are here and we have made it through the COVID crisis and we stand <laughs> to tell our story. So um, thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. I uh, I feel for you. I went through COVID back in December of 2020. And so uh, knowing you went through it recently, I know yeah. it's not fun. So I'm glad you came out the other side. Yeah, we are still standing. Absolutely. Um, so the party's not over yet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so it's awesome. I know during COVID, you've been doing some amazing things. You've been working on really refining your business, um, salience. And, um, you know, there's a lot to you. So before we get into the business pitch and talk about all the great things you've been working on, I really want the audience to know who you are and, you know, what you bring to the table. So I I want to focus on, you know, the entrepreneur at heart. Um, I know you're a serial entrepreneur. You've been doing this a long time. You, you've had a, a long journey. Maybe you could fill us in on some of the, the highlights of your journey um, in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I spent 26 years in corporate America. I'm going to sound really old when I tell the story, but... Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a small town. I had a dad who was a school teacher. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And my town was 365 people. So it was really small. And it was out in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. And I didn't really have any entrepreneurial examples around me. If anybody owned a small business, they were generally struggling. A lot of ranchers and people like that. And our, I don't know, my parents actually had a business we ran in the summer. My dad taught school in the winter. But during the summer, we ran a vegetable farm. And we used to go to farmer's markets. And it was... It was a lot of work and uh, it was the probably the worst example of a small business. My parents would collect the money from the sales, keep it in a coffee tin. And when that tin was filled, we'd go to the bank. We didn't make a lot of trips to the bank. So it wasn't like a real, real profitable business. I didn't learn a lot of business values. If anything, uh, it kind of scared me about uh, as I aged and I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I was like, wow, I really don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a foundation. Fortunately, I had an uncle who had a successful farm and ranch supply business. He and his wife, my aunt, uh, were very successful in their own right. And I really aspired to be more like him. 
Now he didn't live near me, but when I was around him, I was always kind of in awe of what he'd accomplished. And I knew that I someday wanted to be like that. And he was a guy who used to walk into a room and people would see him and they'd want to know who he was. They were, he was just one of those guys that had a very magnetic personality. He never forgot people's names. He always engaged with people. We'd go out to restaurants. Somebody he'd seen six months before, a waiter, he'd remember them by name. And I was always like blown away by that. Hmm. And I thought he just had something special. But as I got older, uh, fortunately, I learned that you can actually learn those skills. And, you know, yeah. it's about caring about people. It's about caring about how you present yourself. And so I took some of those lessons away and really applied that as I got older. But I was still kind of married to this idea of growing up in a place where there wasn't entrepreneurs around me. The model was go to school, get good grades, get a job, and corporate America is going to take care of you. And I spent 26 years following that model, never feeling fulfilled because inside me was this entrepreneur that wanted to do more. And so when I finally did get the courage to leave a company, start a business, it was a really big leap for me. And wow. uh, it was just like one of the most liberating things I've ever done. I love that story because I think Thanks. we all relate, right? Everyone out there, I know you guys relate. You know, that's societal norm, right? That that we, you know, go to college and get that job and get that 401k and, you know, we're solid and we're secure and we work till we're 65 and, you know, it's easy peasy, right? Um, yeah. and, and, and we find ourselves stuck in the box and, uh, but there's that drive and that passion. So while you were, you know, in your corporate years for, I guess it was 20 plus years, you were corporate, you were feeling that drive and that desire to start your own gig. It was, it was hilarious because I look back on that time and I was really successful working in the companies I was. I, I, when I was at the Gallup organization, I got Innovator of the Year. I got All-Star. I got all these great awards. Um, when I moved into a, a sales role, see, I thought sales was the next my progress for me, progression, because sales was the most entrepreneurial job you could find. So after spending 10 years at Gallup, I moved into a sales role. And I, you know, I got the uh, President's Club and I got all kinds of awards and recognition. But I just never really felt fulfilled because I thought somebody else controls my fate. Whenever I had confrontation with somebody over something internally, like if I was in a sales role and I was dealing with operations, I always felt, you know, I didn't feel empowered. Mm. I wanted to basically have control over my own destiny. So when I did start my own business, it was a big leap. But uh, I wish I could say that I just one day said, I'm doing this. I've got the courage to do it. But I was kind of thrown into it. I was working for a company that I loved. My wife at the time was running operations and I was running sales. And we just every day loved what we did. Sunday nights, we couldn't wait to get in the office. We'd talk about work, talk about what was happening. We were excited to go the next day. Monday would roll around and life was great. Well, the company got sold out from underneath us to a, a firm in Europe. And overnight, they started micromanaging what we did. And on Sunday nights, my wife at the time was crying. Um, it was stressful. It was painful. They were destroying the culture we loved. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go into work the next day, really miserable. I was kind of prevented from doing my job that I was before because they had us kind of trying to morph into their model of 
reporting and all these things. So I went from managing a sales team to basically doing administrative reports with the CFO to appease their leadership team. And it was just a horrible environment. And I knew that one, two things was going to happen. I was either going to uh, get divorced or I was going to leave. And I knew that something had to change. So I decided to leave. Um, My wife at the time was pregnant. We had a baby on the way. In fact, she was eight months pregnant when I negotiated out of my contract to leave. Oh, wow. Crazy time. That's a huge risk. Yeah. <laughs> That's rolling the dice. That it best. was. <laughs> and I'm very blessed that we had money in the bank and I could afford to do it at the time. So I was fortunate. But uh, when I did leave, I kept getting job offers. I'd been in the same industry for 26 years in the market research industry. And I had uh, a lot of people that really respected me. And so I was getting job offers. But I kept turning them down. And my wife at the time, she's like, you either need to take one of these jobs or you're going to have to go start this company you've been talking about. And I knew she was a very risk averse person. So I didn't even bring up the idea of starting a company with her. I had talked about it in the past, how it was something I wanted to do, but I felt it was really selfish with the baby on the way. But I always jokingly say she put her size six and a half shoe in my backside and pushed me off the cliff. And (laughs) had she not do it, I wouldn't have done it, but it ended up being extremely liberating. So when uh, I started my company, my son was just born. It was a crazy time. 2009, the economy was in the toilet, but there I was. was. Not at the time. Not at the time. So at the time I started a consulting agency where I was doing sales coaching and consulting. I'd been in a sales leadership role for quite, quite some time. I'd managed sales teams. And I had gotten to a point where I really had a lot of experience in that area. So I started in sales coaching and consulting. But Sellians was born out of that because my clients, I would be helping them with sales initiatives. They keep saying, well, can you help us with marketing as well? Mm -hmm. And to them at the time, marketing meant, hey, help us with our website, help us with our social media. So we started doing some of those things. And just over time, the business started morphing more and more that way. Well, I ended up getting divorced a few years later. And at the time, I felt I had to make some changes and I couldn't manage everything. so. I moved away from doing the sales coaching and consulting and we went straight to digital marketing and been doing that since. Right on. Such a high demand for that right now. It's a digital world. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a great foundation. I mean, you obviously have the skill, the know-how and, and, you know, the grit to make it in the field for 26, 30 years, you know, um, and that's what people are looking for. That's what our audience wants to know. What is somebody who's been there, who's, who's wrote, you know, rolled the corporate gauntlet, who's graduated into entrepreneurship, successfully ran businesses, took the flying leap, because that really is where people are stuck in their careers, yeah. have unfulfillment and fitting in that box and feeling like, I know I could make more doing the same thing I do at corporate. I could make 10x this amount, go from 80,000 a year to 250,000 a year if I just had my own clients and had my own business. So that's probably the majority of our, our, our audience. Hopefully you guys out there, you're relating to this because Paul has that foundation and he has implemented some very um, amazing tools to help you grow and give you opportunity um, to also start your side gig, you know, get out there, um, streamline your business. So let's pull up sellians.com. So where you're at right now is... 
growing, growing your digital marketing business, you know, um, getting the ROI based digital marketing for business to business sales and, um, you know, optimizing, um, people's, um, ROI, right. Increasing their profit margins. So for a beginning entrepreneur, or even an entrepreneur that already is in business for themselves, what advice would you tell them in regards to your business, the type of tools that are available? Yeah, it's it's interesting because when I first started my company, I felt like there was a lot of conceptual ideas about where things were going to go with digital marketing. But today it's kind of really realized. I think we all live, if we aren't running a business that's 100% online, we at least have some sort of online presence. And I would say one of the most important things is just to know your audience, know what they need, know what they like. In fact, I would tell people to go through your Happy CEO program because you do a phenomenal job in that of really helping people identify the avatar, the person that they're working with, the person that that is their ideal customer. And you need to learn how to talk to them. And then you build messaging around that. You build your social media posts around that. Um, we both love the tool Edmanity uh, protocol. Edmanity.com is a phenomenal place to go to learn how to come up with messaging that is going to emotionally connect with your audience. So taking all these things and just realizing that it comes down to you can't always have a one-on-one conversation through a digital platform, but you do need to be talking to your audience. You do need to be talking to your potential buyers. And you did need to be speaking a language that they can understand. So you see there at the top, it says output-driven, outcome-based. Well, our whole focus is about outcomes because I came from the sales world. I came from the sales consulting world. I came from the market research world. Everything I did was about outcomes. It was about driving sales. It was about closing business. There's so many people out there doing digital marketing today that their focus is on just driving leads. But leads themselves may not necessarily help you if those leads are not converting to business. So what is helping them convert to business? Is it your messaging? Is it your product offering? Is it their trust in you? And so I think it just comes down to really understanding how to speak to your audience, how to capture their attention, and how to earn their trust in the blink of an eye. Yeah, that's key. Uh, thank you for that. Um, that's so key. Really dialing into the fundamentals, as you know, um, really knowing your audience and and who your customer is is so important these days. And I see that you're re- you're focusing on um, e-commerce, and that's awesome because you know the the accelerator program as well. We offer you know build your own um, e-commerce store, um, and and getting product, and you know what the bottlenecks are within that industry because. Yeah. And, and one of the best and easiest ways to start a business is to sell something online. So I think that the audience really, I mean, if they're just like wanting to start a business and they don't have a skill or a trade and they don't want to go back to school, you know, find something to sell online. You just have to look at what's popular and then um, get a hold of us. And I'll set up the platforms and Paul will optimize your shopping cart. So let's right. talk about that. <laughs> well, if you pull up cartfeeder.com, I know you had that site up earlier. Yes, it's uh, an interesting challenge in the e-commerce space is that the average person out there with a Shopify store or a small storefront, they get their Google Analytics and they see that they're getting a certain amount of traffic to their website. And they go, okay, wow, we're getting all these people to our website. And they start doing the math based off of that. 
But the reality is your traffic to your website may not be the right traffic. It may not be people that are actually converting. And they may not be people that are predisposed to buy online. Believe it or not, here we're recording this in 2021. There are audiences that are predisposed to buying online. They are predisposed to shopping through shopping carts, spending money. And then there's the other audience that's they're curious. They're looking at products. They might add it to the cart and then they abandon or they go out to Amazon to try and find that because they have that trust with Amazon. Yeah. So finding traffic to your website and then doing the math based off of that often leads to very disappointing performance. But if you can start to identify an audience that really should be the people you're targeting, people that are actually interested in buying, people that are predisposed to shopping, people that have a trust in your brand, then all of a sudden you can do amazing things with your online shopping cart, your e-commerce platform. And then, so we, we, we say it's about finding the right audience and then making it so that they feel that there's a trust in you, but then also giving them a reason to actually buy from you. And we can actually really maximize your cart value for each respondent or each person showing up to your site based off of some of the technology that we use. And so it's just a powerful way of taking an e-commerce platform and a store. And instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to put up a Shopify store and hopefully make a bunch of money because I'm going to sell stuff. And then people are going out to Amazon and finding it cheaper. Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges is a lot of people don't understand that the large companies like uh, Amazon, as an example, and some of the other shopping platforms that have a lot of dollars behind them, they have tools and technology that are constantly going out and looking at dynamic pricing. So they look at the products they have and they have it set it. Let's say they've got a widget selling for $9.95. That widget is $9.95. And then all of a sudden somebody online starts selling it for $7.95. Well, Amazon will go out and dynamically look at all those products that they have. They'll look at what pricing is available online. And if it's lower than theirs, their, their pricing will automatically adjust down to either that point or lower. So they're always undercutting you. Yeah. Small companies don't have that technology and that ability, but that's what Cart Feeder does. It allows you to leverage dynamic pricing in addition to finding the right audience to help you really succeed. That's awesome. Does it integrate? Like, you know, because on Shopify, you can have like 18 channels, 20 channels yeah. to you know, every social media site and Amazon and eBay. So does it take all of that into consideration? Absolutely. It's not really a SaaS product. So it's more of a custom approach that we leverage. Uh, We do call it a product, but there's a service-based piece to it, but allows it's something that is a very cost-effective way of taking advantage of the same tools that the large companies have that they're spending millions of dollars a year. You can do it for pennies on the dollar. So what does it cost? So let's say, I mean, I have an e-commerce site, classytype.com. Hey, I'm going to pitch that right now anyway. <laughs> but let's say I, I hired you. I said, hey, Paul, my site just, it, it's, not, it's not competing with Amazon. Like eh, people are finding everything cheaper. People are abandoning cart. Um, you know, I don't have a follow-up campaign. Uh, what can you help me and how much is it going to cost? Yeah, it really depends. And I and I don't want to give that kind of answer, but I'm going to have to because it's based off of an audit that we'll do on your site. We'll make a judgment based off of the audit we run 
we'll come back with recommendations. We can offer tiered pricing. We can offer it. Um, and so like bare bones, is it more than a G? Uh, it would probably be more than that on a monthly basis if you're running pay-per-click and other things along with it. Absolutely. Okay. But, Do you tie in the marketing yes. marketing aspect of it as well? So you're creating Absolutely. ads and, and actually delivering the, the, the ads to the marketplace. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So it's not just digital, digital pricing and sequences, but you're actually also integrating your salience, which is like your digital marketing business. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal is to make it a one-stop shop for you to be able to take advantage of all your online marketing needs, but also take advantage of the, the tools and technology that are available for the e-commerce space. Okay. So that's really affordable. So if anyone knows anything about doing ad spend and marketing and getting a, you know, a, a marketing manager or somebody to run your ads, somebody to create content and also then deliver um, KPIs and the ROIs. And, you know, I mean, that's like the bucket of the budget. Usually if you're selling online, like if you're drop shipping, shipping and you have manufacturing, I mean, that's, you know, pretty much zero cost to the business owner, but the majority of it is exactly what Paul does, which is the marketing and getting the customer. So you don't just set up a Shopify and you go live and you have your launch and then you just wait for people to barrel in the door, right? Like you're yeah. like, where are all my customers, right? So you have to have a salience company or you have to have someone like Paul, who is who's a, a pro at this, at getting you customers and they cost. So you have to really dial into, okay, what is you know, the cost per customer. Okay. And how much is the, you know, what's the profit margin on that? Because if we're not paying attention to that, that is what will put us out of business. Yeah. And that, um, and that drop shipping model is really interesting because a lot of people buy into this idea of they want to drop ship products because they don't want a warehouse and that's fair. Yeah. But if you're drop shipping products and you have to count your shipping costs into that, and then you aren't looking at what's happening dynamically in the marketplace, you may not even realize you're overpriced. You may think that you're just not selling because people don't like the products, but what they're doing is they're coming out, they're seeing the products on your site, and then they're doing their homework and realizing, hey, out here on this site, I can go get this for 50% off of what they are, 30% off. Yeah. And we just actually had this happen with this woman who was doing uh, fashion products. She had clothing for for women that uh, was nice looking clothing, but she wasn't looking at her competitor's pricing. And, and she thought she was selling it for a fair price because this is what I'm paying for it. I want to turn around and sell it based off of this profit margin. Mm-hmm. But her competitors were buying in much more volume and selling much more. So they were getting better pricing. She couldn't compete. So she ended up having to create a whole different line based off of that fact that she wasn't able to compete with the product line she had. And she didn't even have a clue. This was an issue. She just thought people didn't like her store. Wow. And that's how R and D and doing the research. And like you said, doing the happy CEO program or the business accelerator, where you would drive into the SWAT test, your strength, weaknesses, advantage, and threats. You go around, you find those people that are selling the same thing. You really study them and you get down to the nitty gritty. So you don't end up spending 20, $30,000 getting your store ready and putting it in ad spend and then having it fail and wonder why, because, you know, um, you know, Julie was selling it for $2 cheaper 
um, or, or Amazon had so many of them that, you know, there was just no way you're going to win against the big giant. So, yeah. those, you know, it's crucial that you'd, like you said before, is foundationally know your customer and your avatar, but most of all, know your competition as well, because you will lose money if you don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Right. And your, your data mix helps with that. Right. Yeah. And I, and I want to pay you a compliment, Charity. So when we first met was the time that uh, I had a business partner at the time, we were talking to you about doing some work together and you told us about this happy CEO program and you wanted to take us through it. And I went through it, not really knowing what to expect. And I thought it was going to be a, a lot of stuff about personal mindset and how to be happy in what I do. And it's like, all of a sudden I've got this amazing person helping me understand the back office of my business. Like I've never known before <laughs> and understanding how to connect with my clients and how to understand uh, a better way of building relationships with my clients. So I want to really pay you a nice compliment and say, thank you for that because it's really the stuff you see in card feeder. A lot of the stuff we do is centered around this idea of finding the right clients, but you can't do that if you don't know who your clients are, you don't understand how to talk to them. So that was one of the oh, great takeaways I got from your program. I'm gushing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, you guys are awesome. Um, I still believe in what we're working on on that as well anyway. But I know that what you you have here with your salience and, and this this awesome cart feeder in regards to helping entrepreneurs scale their business. Cause this is really the scale tool that everyone needs, right? Like yeah. we talk about that in my programs and it, it's crucial. Like, yeah, you can do it yourself, you know, um, DIY that all day. Um, but that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars because you don't have the, you know, expertise in the field of 26 years of doing this along with the high tech tools that you provide um, on the back end. Well, that's just it. I think a lot of times we think when we go into business for ourselves, we think we can do it all and we can save money. And especially when our business isn't at the point where we want to be able to outsource things. But when it comes to things like your e-commerce, when it comes to things like the work you do with a happy CEO, ignorance is not bliss. And that ignorance can cost you a lot of money and a lot of headaches. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't even know where the leaks are happening. You just see oh, people aren't buying from me. But yeah. what is really the issue? What is So you need to do, dive in and really figure out where are the holes occurring? Because there's opportunities for entrepreneurs today like never before. But the competition is fierce and there's more and more competition. And as competition grows, there's people out there with deeper pockets than you in a lot of cases that are willing to spend the money. And you're out there trying to do it yourself. It's hard to compete without really understanding what the opportunity is for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. I really, um, I really value that, you know, getting, you know, I'm, I'm a strickler for the fun fundamentals and the foundational stuff that people just cruise on past when they're so excited and passionate about starting their new business, you know? And they're just like, oh, I got the dot com. I got the legal name. Oh, I'm ready to go. Oh, let's turn on the switch. Oh, believe <laughs> me, the first thing I did was build business cards because I thought that was the important thing. Yeah. I put all this energy into my business cards when I'm like, okay, now I've got business cards. What do I do with them? So. Yeah. So that's the key here, folks. I know you guys that are out there listening are just looking for that nugget. You know, we give value. And I know Paul has a ton of it. 
And, you know, with his new platforms, you know, this isn't just a business pitch. Paul is Paul's here to add value and bring some light to you. So, and on on that note, um, we'll check out paulkirch.com. That's P-A-U-L-K-I-R-C-H.com. And this is where Paul helps empower entrepreneurs and leaders and bring them to the point where they can receive the right knowledge and direction and guidance. So let's talk about that, Paul. Well, thank you for bringing that up. It's, it's, uh, it's really interesting to see where my life has gone. You know, when I started my company back in 2009, I was, that first year was just the most exciting time. It's like I was free. I could do whatever I want. I had the money in the bank that, so I could buy some time. I didn't need to get paid right away. It was just uh, a creative time. It was so exciting. And I remember a couple of years later sitting in my office and I was recording a video. And I remember think, thinking to myself, I hope I never have to retire. I hope I can do this the rest of my life. And then a few years later, when I'm going through my divorce, I'm stressed, I'm depressed. I'm like, just, you know, not in a good frame of mind. I remember thinking, God, am I ever going to be able to retire? It was was not about my situation. It was a hundred percent up here. It was this mindset. And I was facing a lot of challenges. I'd gone through a pretty nasty divorce. And I really was um, pretty broken. And it was a struggle. When I started to get out of that, and I started to come through it, and thank God for people like you and other mentors in my life who were sounding boards and who helped me see that, look, Paul, you're the same guy who has always had value. You're the same guy who's a giver, a contributor. Once I started to see that myself, I said, you know what? I I just wasted so much time with this negative mindset. Now it's time to go back and help people that are going through that, helping people that are going through struggles. Small business owners face a lot of challenges. And when things are good, they can be great. But when they fall apart or you've got personal struggles in your life, now all of a sudden you are facing challenges and hurdles that can be absolutely devastating because you don't have that paycheck to fall back on. You don't have that corporate job that there to protect you. Yeah. And so that's where paulkirsch.com came. It's a culmination of a lot of experience, a lot of um, struggles overcome, a lot of challenges that I faced and understanding that taking action is the key to success. I created a program that's called action over analysis. And the whole idea is that, Our life is about moving forward. You don't always have to have the right answer. You don't always have to be in a position where you've got it all figured out. But as long as you're moving, you can succeed. You know, there was a video that I love. This woman was running a marathon and she fell down about 100 yards from the finish line. And she goes to pick herself up and she's older. She must have been in her early 60s. And she, she gets up and she falls again. Her ankle at this point had given out. And people are coming out to pick her up and wave her and help her off. And she's waving them off. She wants to do it on her own. So she picks herself up, takes a couple steps and falls again. She keeps picking up and falling. And finally, somebody comes out and helps her up and helps her across the finish line. And the the analogy that I always take from that is as long as you're falling forward, you can still reach the finish line and you can still be successful. But the minute you stop moving, you're dead. And so that's why action over analysis is such a key driver 
for what's helped me get through those hard times and succeed. Yeah. And wow, what a deal. I don't think I've seen this. This is, oh my gosh, you guys out there, definitely go to paulkirch.com because if you want a mentor, somebody who really has the program dialed in tight, that knows how to help you, especially in the area of marketing, um, driving business and helping empower you. He is at this awesome deal right now. I don't know if you can even find a mentor or coach consultant for $99 a month. Um, tell us about that. Well, take advantage of it now because it won't last long. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I really, when I launched PaulKirsch.com, I wanted to impact as many people as I could. Something that we haven't discussed today is I had a top 10 business podcast show called Boss Academy Radio. And a few years ago, I got invited to host my own radio show in Dallas. I had a live radio show called Boss Academy Radio. And I did that for about a year and I kept seeing the opportunities with podcasting to get a national and international audience, which was more appealing to me. So I left live radio and started in podcasting. And fortunately, there's a, a group out there that had um, fallen in love with my show and they really helped promote it and they helped bring on some amazing guests. And uh, next thing I know, my show's picked as a top 10 podcast show. I think it was 2017. Wow. And the show was put on hold when I went through my divorce. But the whole idea behind Boss Academy Radio is Boss stood for business ownership success strategies. And every episode was about tips, tools, strategies, and insights to help you take your business to the next level. Awesome. And that went on hold and went to <clears throat> sidelines. Um, there was a part of me that really was feeling like I had let people down because my goal was to give and support entrepreneurs on the journey, just like I had received support from others. So when paulkirsch.com came around, when I launched it, I said, I want to do something special as an introductory offer to help some people come on board and help transform their lives. So that's why that pricing is what it is right now. It won't last, but uh, it's meant to be a chance to just give some people an opportunity to dive in and transform their life. Yeah. That's uh, so awesome. And so that is really, you know, my true mission with this Create Clarity with Charity podcast ties with my book is about exactly this, Paul, that evolutionary entrepreneur taking everything they've learned, all their failures, all the wins, and giving it back to the newbies, the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs, the, you know, the, the people that are like coming out with their sole passion or their product or their skill or their talent. And saying, hello, world, here I am. Now, how do I avoid the 20 years worth of failures that you had and like make me a success today? Um, and usually back in the day, it's trade secrets. We're not going to divulge, right? Because we went exactly. to school for this. We busted knuckles for this. We invested 20K, 25K in this. Why would I tell you? You're my competition. And that's probably what a lot of people think is like, why is she always working with people that does the same thing? Kind of the consulting, the coaching, mm -hmm. you know, they're like my besties because we are different because we have now became that evolutionary entrepreneur. It's a mindset shift. When we stop coveting our success, coveting our tools, instead giving them back. And, yeah. you know, yeah, they are a value. Yes, you will pay for our time. But look, they are things that you cannot learn in college. They are things you cannot learn on a YouTube video. Okay. It's, I mean, you could, I guess, but not a lot of people will give it away for free. So take this 
opportunity, people. Paul is, I mean, I've not, I haven't seen a deal that good ever, actually, Paul, especially for the type of value that you offer. So you, you'll want to get in with him and, you know, get that strategy call. Are you doing um, Zooms, discovery calls? Are they just click the link and join, pay the nine, 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 $99? I mean, $99. That's like, I mean, you can't even, you know, go out for dinner for, with, a, with a date for $99. So. And this is, you know, monthly featured training, exclusive virtual events, on-demand access, monthly coaching calls, member discounts on virtual events in person, and when you're access to AutoVisor, um, which is a really cool, um, like, uh, chat platform, not chat, but kind of like everyone's podcast all in one, a bunch of... Right. Yeah, it's micro content. It's a bunch of thought leaders and coaches like Guy Kawasaki and, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to... I can't think of the um Sean DeSouza, Paul Yeah. Thank you. Marissa Peer. And I happen to be one of the contributors on there as well. And it's yeah. a, a great platform. Three minute clips of just amazing coaching and uh inspirational pieces of information that really will transform your life. And it's been uh, amazing to be a part of it. Micro content is easy to digest and it's something that's fun and, and uh, it really does make a big impact in the way that you transform yourself because you can digest a couple of micro contents in the morning and go, you know, hit your day and every day you're off to a great jump start. Cool. What's the Phoenix Forum all about? It's a, uh, it's a newsletter that's a part of what we do. Um, just, giving tips and insights and stories on a monthly basis, which uh, will hopefully inspire you and give you some, some great insights and it's free to be a part of the Phoenix forum. Awesome. You guys, once again, I'm going to say it one more time, paulkirch.com and that's K I R C H.com. He's got lots of stuff on here for you guys. Um, and we'll just leave with maybe your favorite quote from one of your mentors or words of advice that you would like our audience. You know, yeah, years ago, I, I had a mentor and a boss who was a great sales leader, and his philosophy was always be a resource. And at the time, I didn't necessarily fully understand what he meant because he was a guy that was, you know, always moving the needle, he was always a really good sales guy. And I thought, okay, so always be a resource. Sure, you're going to help your clients out, you're going to go that extra mile. But no, what he meant and what I took from it was this idea of being selfless in your approach. Yes, you sell your your goods and services because you need to make money. You need to obviously uh, help your company grow, but always find a way of helping people, uh, be a resource to people. If somebody's looking for a job, help them make an introduction. Somebody's looking for a mentor, find that person and connect them. No matter what that ends up being, find a way of helping people. And that to me was always something that just, A, it made sense, it made me feel good, and it made a huge impact in myself and those around me. I still have people that I have worked with. I have a, one person who they call me, their company calls me every now and then and asks me advice on things. Now, they're not somebody that's probably going to be a client. They are at a different place in their, their uh, business spectrum, but they trust me. And they see me as a resource and they know that I will be there for them. But they've also sent a ton of business my way. 
So whenever they call me and ask me advice or ask me to give them direction, I'm happy to do it because I know in the end that's going to pay back tenfold, whether through yeah. them or just through karma and the and, and serving the world in the way we're supposed to do it. Yeah. Amen to that. Hey, folks out there, you heard it from Paul himself, you know, lending a helping hand um, is is not overrated. OK, that's probably one of the best things you can do um, for your fellow uh, entrepreneur or anyone, really. So it's that heart centered connection, you know, and that's what we're really tap into. in some of my programs, inner fitness, that heart brain connection, taking everything that's upstairs and also leading with our heart and doing things for others. Um, you know, is really the best way to help grow your business and really make it feel a lot better. Um, So, and we're in it for feeling good and we want that happiness factor. We want that, you know, that passion and that joy that we all thought that we were going to get when we started our own business. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Paul, for all that insight. And, you know, I really appreciate your time for being here. I know that you have a lot to get to. So um, everyone out there, just check out Paul again, um, paulkirsch.com and um, see um, if he can help you. And uh, we will um, bring him back on and hopefully some of your success stories. And uh, we can we can chat about this again. Charity, thanks. It's always amazing. (laughs) And I know nobody knows better than the idea of of giving and and, uh, helping their fellow entrepreneur on their journey. You've been a great resource for me, so thank you. You're very welcome. And y'all have a great day out there and we will all chat soon. Bye. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guests as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of right here on the Create Clarity with Charity Podcast.